This episode is brought to you by the Recharge Family. The Recharge Family is a service network that focuses on providing free content and resources for parents and educators so that they can better support the kids in their lives who may be struggling in some capacity. The Recharge Family provides a wide variety of multimedia content with their Exhausted Educators podcast, Parents Recharge podcast, and the Recharge Family YouTube channel. They also help individual families through their service-based Holding On To Learning LLC, where they'll meet with you virtually to answer any school-based or outside agency-based questions, or just to provide families with some guidance on the next steps to help their child. The good news is, if your family can't pay for this service, you don't pay anything. And even if you can afford it, it's only a donation-based service, so you choose the amount that you'd like to donate. To learn more about the Recharge Family services or to support the Recharge Family mission, go to rechargefamily.com or follow the Recharge Family on Instagram or Twitter at Recharge Family. Remember, you can do your part too in helping more families and educators get access to the Recharge Family information and resources by subscribing wherever you watch or listen to the Recharge Family content. Isn't it time to get the child in your life back on track with the support that they deserve? You can do that by going to rechargefamily.com. To all the exhausted village, I'm, that's what I'm going to call your fans, Kyle. The exhausted village. Shout out to the exhausted educators. <laughs> this is a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the Exhausted Educator channel! Class is in session. Here's the short ball dude from the Exhausted Educator show. What is going on, education heroes? Thank you for dropping in to the Exhausted Educator show. In this episode, we're going to talk all about student engagement, building experiences in the classroom for your students so it's fun, it's exciting, and we get them involved. And because of that, we went right to the top and we have brought in the king of engagement himself, Dave Burgess, who you might be familiar with from his book, Teach Like a Pirate. That has like gotten so many accolades through all the years and has been immensely influential, but he's actually going on to do a lot more and continues to spread his message of how you can keep students engaged, how you can deliver lessons, how you can make an impact. And he's all over the place spreading his wisdom with all kinds of educators across the country. He's coming up in just a minute. I can't wait to share this awesome interview with you. He's just an amazing individual. First, I want to go back just a second and talk about the last episode where we talked about launching our Recharged Family Service Network, where we're doing a lot of things to get content and resources out to parents and educators so that you can better support kids, specifically kids who might be struggling in some capacity, academically, behaviorally, socially, emotionally, even mental health or any other challenges in general. And we did dive into some of the pieces as far as what educators can look for, but I wanted to share with you real quick some of the things on the parent side. And there's a reason for that. So if you listened before, you do know we have the Parents Recharged podcast, and that's my opportunity to go out every other Thursday, just like this comes out every other Thursday. They kind of alternate. That way I get a podcast every week. The Parents Recharged podcast is giving information and resources 
to parents. And I'm telling you that because you may have some parents that you meet with and you're like, "Mm, they really could use some more information about this, this specific topic. There may be some things in our podcast that could help them. Whether it be information about boys, working with boys, maybe it's information about IEPs. You know, we actually had a parent reach out to us and say, hey, could you give us information on like tiered supports? Because I don't know a whole lot about that. And another parent said, hey, what about 504? So you know what we've done? We're actually in the middle of putting out a series of four episodes where we go through what are tiered supports and explain it to parents. What are 504s? What are IEPs? There's two episodes on IEPs. So you get the idea. It's all for the parents, and it might be something that you can go to to grab some information to share with parents just so that we can do a better job of keeping parents informed. I honestly believe we could do a lot better in this area, collectively, in education, right? The other thing is our YouTube channel is now sharing uh, information pieces, information videos, And those would be very helpful for parents, too. I just wanted to remind you, those pieces are out there. Check them out and do us a favor. Subscribe if you're on YouTube or subscribe wherever you're listening to our podcast because we really want to get our content out to more families and more educators who can use it because in the end, we're just trying to help kids who need some more support. Let's get into this special introduction for this special individual. Dave Burgess is a legend in the education field, in my opinion. He's been at it for quite some time, but specifically, as an author of Teach Like a Pirate, his book was just so influential. And if you ask so many people who've been in education for quite a while, what is one of the foundational books that you should go to? Pretty much to a person, everybody is saying teach like a pirate. He's one of the first people to jump on the whole idea of we really need to disrupt you know, the education system and how things have been done because it is it was really needed and it still is needed. So much of what's in his book, Teach Like a Pirate, can still be applied today and for many, many years to come because it's so strong with its specifically looking at engagement and building experiences for students in the classroom. But that's not all that Dave Burgess does. He's a speaker, he's a motivator, and as you can see, he is just a highly engaging, high-octane kind of person, and because of that, he really is impactful. And now, over the last so many years, has gone through the process of creating his own company so that he can help push out more published books, books like continuing the pirate series like lead like a pirate and play like a pirate and learn like a pirate but it also is filtered into a variety of other things too how about this one that many of you have probably read ditch that textbook culturize these are all amazing books influential books that come from his company his company has worked with the authors to push out more and more and more inspiring influential material for educators out there I was really happy to spend a few minutes with Dave and talk about some of his ideas on engagement. It hasn't been too many years that I sat in an auditorium, probably 10, where I listened to Dave and he inspired me like crazy. And his message of Teach Like a Pirate has been impactful on me. And I'm so happy that I get to share a clip of his inspiration with you. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Burgess.
Ladies and gentlemen, it is an honor to have a legend in the education industry, the author of Teach Like a Pirate, and the president of DBC, and as so many other things he does. Dave Burgess is on with us today. I really appreciate your time, Dave. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Can't wait to chat. Yeah, so going back a few months, I've been thinking about, I really want to have an episode on engagement in the classroom and building experiences. And as soon as I started thinking about that, I thought I need to go to the king of engagement and see if I could possibly get him on because there's there's nobody better in my opinion. That's kind of where I want to go. But first, could you just take a minute and just share with the audience your journey, which has been an amazing journey going way back to your days of like, you know, magic tricks and street dancing and uh, DJing and so forth, all the way to where you're at now. Just kind of fill everybody in. Yeah. So I took kind of a long road to teaching. And I always tell people my gateway drug into teaching was as a coach. So my first job in a, that I ever had was I worked for three years uh, three summers for John Wooden at the John Wooden basketball camps, Thousand Oaks, California. So got to see him do his pyramid success every week, you know, for three consecutive summers and get to see, you know, one of the true legends of coaching do his thing. So that was fantastic influence on me. First job in the school system. I was hired as a basketball coach, loved working with the kids so much, went back to night school, got my teaching credential and never looked back. And so then partway into my teaching career, um, I started to do workshops and trainings, professional development, all that which eventually I spun into a book and the book into the publishing company. And so, yeah, that's kind of the short version. Yeah. What a journey though, man. What a, what a journey. And I, I can only imagine as a previous coach myself, I can only imagine what it was like to get your feet wet in the coaching industry with, with John Wooden. Um, that had to be unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, there's arguably the greatest coach of all time. Right. And so, yes. you know, certainly, certainly you could make that argument. And yeah. So to at a time in my life, you know, just as a teenager, and just last like years of high school, first year out of high school, to be able to spend my summers seeing him work his magic and to interact with campers and with the parents and just to see the reaction that the parents would have. I knew that this was something special when you would see the parents come up and just be stammering and like just be in awe of meeting this kind of iconic figure. And, you know, I'm just a 16, 17 year old kid. And so I didn't completely get it at the time, but now certainly looking back on it, I realized how, how much of an influence that had on me. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. You're right. Probably the best coach of all times. Unbelievable. Just had to be an amazing experience. So Dave, I, I did want to bring you on to talk about building experiences in the classroom. My personal opinion is you know, on this show, we, we talk about recharging the educational battery because education and working in education, whether you're a teacher or you're a principal or you're a para, you know, it could be a grind. It could be tough. Um, and so some things that, that have really wore people down over the last, especially a couple years, uh, behaviors in the classroom, working through behaviors. In my personal opinion, I think aligns with, with your philosophy, too, in that behaviors generally seem to get a little bit better when students are more engaged or that they're, they're loving the experience in the classroom. So can you just talk in general about your ideas and views on engagement and building experiences in the class? Yeah. So a lot of people talk about wanting to have attention in the classroom, almost like it's some sort of currency. Like they even say, I want my students to pay attention, right? But we know that that's not really what we're after. There's all sorts of ways you can get attention. There's behavior management techniques. There's uh, intimidation. This is something I talk about in my keynote. Like we've walked by silent classrooms before and it wasn't because there were engaged students inside. It's maybe because there was a tyrant in the front of the room, right? That's not what we're after. <laughs> Engagement is so much deeper. And and so, and ultimately an engaged student is rarely a behavior problem. So if we can tackle that on the front end, then we don't have to tackle a lot of these behavior management stuff issues on the backside. And so this goes, there's a quote from the art of war that I love. 
And it's, this is the quote, 100 victories in 100 battles is not the most skillful. Subduing the other's military without battle is the most skillful. In other words, we don't want to be the teachers who win behavior management battles. We want to be the teachers who don't have behavior management battles because it's been dealt with on the front end by building uh, engaging lessons, by building rapport and relationships with kids. And so uh, that's why I think engagement is so important. And I always tell people, listen, it doesn't matter how much you say, like people talk about, make sure you teach bell to bell and all this kind of stuff, cover all the material. It makes no difference what you say if nobody's listening. <laughs> and so it always comes back to engagement in the long I think we missed a lot over the pandemic and everybody is trying to you know, scramble. So the end result sometimes is let's just grind our way through a curriculum and I always think, really, is that why we got involved? Was that why you got involved in education? Is that why kids are going to school every day just to grind their way through, just to get from point A to point B? And in the end, you're just going to make more of an impact in general if you provide more excitement and creativity and, you know, in your classroom in general. So can you talk about that a little bit, like maybe experiences that you've had or anything that you could share about, like bringing your creativity, bringing your excitement into the classroom? Yeah. So Carlos Santana, he said, enthusiasm is the most contagious thing in the world. The songs become incidental. What people receive is your joy. And so that's the Santana quote. And I twist that around and think about an education. The lessons become incidental. What students receive is our joy, our love of being there with them and, and creating that experience for them and to be immersed in that environment with them. And they can feel that when you are full, when you're in the presence of someone who is fully immersed in what they're doing, it's almost magnetic. It's like a, it's almost hypnotic in quality in the way that it draws them to you. And so, uh, you know, and, and one of the taglines, one of the key taglines of Teach Like a Pirate has always been, don't just teach a lesson, create an experience. Lessons are easily forgotten, but experiences live forever. And so that's always what I'm saying. I'm having teachers look at their content and say, okay, here's my content, not good enough. How do I make this come alive? How do I make this memorable? How do I create an experience around this? How do I make this relevant for my students? And so that's some of the key elements of Teach Like a Pirate, creating those experiences. Which, you know, in my opinion, and I shared this before we officially recorded, is that you know, it's one of the most influential books I think uh, we've had, we still have in education just because it's all about, it was one of the first things that I'd seen that was really all about, let's disrupt some of the status quo, disrupt the way our approaches in education. And um, I, I, like I said earlier, I, I really thank you for all your work in, in giving the education world something entirely different. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you. That, um, that definitely makes my night. So I appreciate you saying that. Oh, you got it. You got it. And the other thing I'd said, so I was fortunate enough to hear you about 10 years ago, uh, you know, speak and, and you were talking about creativity and engagement experiences. It really blew me away that we need more of that in education. So we're coming into a new, this is dropping in August. So it, we're coming into a new school year. And I know that new teachers have a lot on their plate. And so could you just kind of touch on any advice that you would have for new teachers? And then even if you're a veteran teacher, challenges are real. Can you talk about any advice you have for them headed into a new year? Yeah. So for new teachers out there and for all teachers, you know, what, I, what is unique about you, your particular strengths and talents, your voice that you add to your classroom is what's going to make you most powerful and effective with students. And so don't be afraid to add some of your personality, your charisma into what you do in the classroom. And then I would also tell new teachers in particular, um, see, here's the thing. I was talking to a teacher one time, fairly new, and they said they were going to quit because of they, were, they weren't cut out for the job. And I said, well, hold on a second. Tell me what happened. 
And what they told me is that a situation where basically they had a lesson where about 28 out of the 30 students in their class were engaged, but one kid popped off and was a problem. And they left that situation feeling like a failure. And so I told them, listen, if you make your rubric for success as a teacher, that you will have 100% engagement from 100% of your kids on 100% of your days, you have now set up a system which will guarantee you a lifetime of failure because it's not about ever reaching some perfect level of uh, engagement or um, teaching excellence. It's about all these techniques will make you better. They'll make your lessons more engaging, but I don't want to ever leave the impression that I didn't have lessons where there would be a kid staring out the window or texting on their phone (laughs) or misbehaving or anything like that. That's not it at all. I think these techniques will make you better, but never perfect. And so, but a new teacher has something go wrong in the classroom and they personalize it and think it's about them. Hmm. They think that they're making that they're doing something wrong. They're not cut for an experienced teacher knows, you know what? That's just because this stuff is hard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you're going to have failures. You're going to have problems. You're going to have lessons blow up in your face. You're going to have behavior issues. You can have all these things for your entire career. And that's, and it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. And that's what makes it so fulfilling when you do have success. And so, but new teachers walk away from those early failures thinking that it's all, that it's about them and they personalize that. I think that's all good advice, Dave. I think that's really good advice actually. And you're right. It is. It, it's tough, you know, the, the variety of things you got to be, you're, you're on the show, basically, you're on, you're on the stage constantly, and there are so many different elements that are going on in the classroom, and you got to have a grasp of all of them. You really have to be like a conductor, you know, um, it, 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 the challenge re- is real, whether you're new or whether you're been at it for a while. So much has changed over the years. Hey, before I let you jump out of here, I got to ask you real quick. Could you just share, because obviously you've put out your book uh, quite a few years back and sold, I don't know, what are you close to maybe 700, 750,000 copies of that maybe? I think we're over half a million now, but nice. I don't know the exact number. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations, amazing. And now you're, you. you know, you're presenting all over the place, and you spend a lot of time speaking, and you're just a great motivator. Could you just share like something, either like a great experience that you had uh, on, you know, on the road, you know, presenting, or maybe something funny for the audience? Uh, yes, yeah, so you know what I love to get in front of a group of educators and talk education and talk about these ideas. And um, I've said this many times before, but like I. Uh, Look, I'm standing over on the side and I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> like, I'm going to burn this place down around these people. And they're going to walk out of here not knowing what hit them. And God help anyone who steps on the stage when I'm done, because I am going to just leave this place in flames. <laughs> and so, like, that's a, so fun. So often when I'm presenting now, you know, I have, I have been fairly wired, right? Pretty much on rails. And so, like, I'm enjoying watching them experience like this love this intensity and kind of like it's just like a it's not normal (laughs) right so i i understand that i am not a normal experience as a professional development speaker and and i i don't mean that necessarily all in good ways maybe in bad ways i'm over the top right i am like uh it's an intense thing and you're not used to seeing that level of intensity for that long right in your face and it's like like my keynote is 90 minutes and i don't know if i take i might take three breaths (laughs) (laughs) i might take three breaths in 90 minutes basically and like it's and then at the end of it i've had people come up to me and what their comment usually is like 
I'm tired. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, you just did that, but like, I'm tired just from watching it. And so I always get a kick out of watching people's reaction to seeing the presentation for the first time. And maybe they've seen the book. And like, the, and the other thing they say often is like that the, the presentation is like the pop-up of the book. You know, it's like the, it's like taking Teach Like a Pirate and turning it into a pop-up book. Right. Oh my God. You just like came alive in front of me. Like the book came alive. That's so it. I, I love to go present for educators and to just, just, get right in their face with that level of intensity and just keep it going like a atomic blast. <laughs> and you know what, man, I've experienced it myself and, and you blew my doors off and you, it was a huge influence on me. And again, I, I just want to say thank you for the, the influence you've had on education in general. It's been huge. And one last question before I let you jump here. And, and this is more for me. How on earth? So when I saw you many years back um, speak, you were still teaching, I believe, uh, in San Diego, yeah. and you were still like finding time to get out to um, places all over the place. How did you balance that? I, I think that the best answer would be is that I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was definitely burning both ends of the candle uh, for sure. And yeah, I would teach all week and you know, I would hop onto a plane and fly somewhere, present and like jump on a red eye to get home for the next time, you know, try not to, to miss as few days as possible, try to take advantage of weekend conferences where I could. And yeah, it was becoming absolutely and completely as my speaking schedule started to ramp up and develop, it became untenable. And I felt like I was missing too many days and felt like I was, um, you know, probably unhealthy as well um, with what I was trying to accomplish. And I needed to make a decision. And I decided that what I could do to best kind of amplify my impact was to step out of the classroom and be able to, to really give my best to trying to spread the Teach Like a Pirate message. And then eventually realizing that now that I had spread my message, it was time to turn my focus towards trying to amplify the voices of other educators who were doing uh, powerful things. And then that's kind of really what happened next is I be it became less for me about spreading Teach Like a Pirate. I still go out and speak. I still love it. But now I am really most excited about trying to help other educators with powerful stories and messages um, amplify their impact in the world. And kind of like, you know, going back to John Wooden, kind of like John Wooden, this amazing coach had all these amazing assistants that went on to have awesome careers. I feel like that's kind of what you are doing in your company, in that your book company, you've got, you've now have pulled in so many awesome uh, education books that are out there in the world. Like your impact is just growing by, you know, astronomically, man. So again, thank you very much. Before we jet, can you tell everybody where they can connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So the best place to find me is at Burgess Dave on Twitter. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. That's where I am most often. If you are an Instagram person, I am DBC underscore INC on Instagram. There you have to put up with some running and fitness posts as well, but also <laughs> education. Um, and I have a website, DaveBurgess.com and DaveBurgessConsulting.com for the company. And the Dave Burgess Show podcast is out there. So listen in to uh, the episodes in the Dave Burgess Show podcast. Would love to have you as a listener. And they're great too. Highly suggest you check those out. Thanks so much again, Dave. And thanks again for all your influence on the education community as a whole. We appreciate you. Hey, thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. How amazing was that dude, huh? Oh my goodness. Dave Burgess, just blows your doors off. Honesty moment? 
I actually wanted him to come on because I truly believe he's probably the best person to talk about engagement and experiences in the classroom. However, I also wanted to make sure that somebody thanked him because he is truly maybe one of the most influential people that we've had in education in many, many years. I know a lot of people have probably thanked him, probably thank him on a daily basis, to be honest with you, but I've never had that opportunity. And as somebody who has been directly impacted by his overall message, I really wanted to thank him. So one more time, Dave Burgess, thank you so much. To close out, I want to share just a couple quick things. First, the next episode to drop will come out in two Thursdays from now, so August 25th. It's going to be with Lauren Bolden. My good friend Lauren Bolden is back for a second time on the podcast. There's nobody better, in my opinion, when it comes to talking about helping, supporting new teachers, and also the mentors in their lives, and also the staff as a whole, because we should all be on board with trying to support new teachers, because it's really, really hard. That conversation is going to go all kinds of different directions, as we get Lauren's take on everything from bladder control as a teacher to even what do you do if you find a poop mural on a wall. I'm telling you, it's a conversation you're not going to want to miss. That's on the next episode. In the meantime, if you're looking for an episode next Thursday, you could always check out the Parents Recharge show because the two shows alternate. You get a podcast every week. Back and forth we go, which leads me to the last piece I want to share with you. I just want to remind everybody that you can check out the Recharge Family YouTube channel and our Parents Recharge podcast to help give information to parents and educators as we're trying to support kids. And speaking of supporting kids, we also have Holding On to Learning, which is our LLC where we work with families to try to give them extra help, extra resources, extra information about a wide variety of things, whether it be school-based or school-related kinds of things, or even related services or services that you can find in outside organizations and agencies. It's something I'm ultra-passionate about as a father of three kids with their own unique challenges, ranging from ADHD to anxiety disorder to even healthcare challenges like my son with type 1 diabetes. My wife and I have gone through a lot of challenges in the years, and we are happy to help parents. We want to share what we know, although I don't know everything, not even close. The only thing I know is half the time I don't know, but I like to share with families what we do know, whether it be education-related or whether it be general services that can be provided for families, and it's not easy to find. And here's the best part. We don't charge. It is donation only. And so much of the families who work with us don't pay a thing because they can't afford it. Times are tough out there. So if you have family, if you yourself, or if you're working with a family that needs some extra help, jump on a Zoom with us. We'll answer some questions. And if we don't have the answers, we'll hunt down some resources. We'll meet again and we'll provide you with stuff. Again, we do it because we just want to make sure that the kids in your lives get the support that they need. Thanks so much for jumping on with me today. Thank you. If you're a first-time listener and you jumped on because Dave Burgess was here, totally get that. He's amazing. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you again soon. Maybe you'll come back the next time for bladder control and poop neural discussions. That'll be interesting. Thanks again for everything you do out there in education land. Remember, take care of yourself so you can take care of them. Have a great one. We'll see you again soon. Party time. Sirens are going off in my head. We're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. 
of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.